and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. And I'm Drew. And it's good to be back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we had a bit of a busy week last week. and Well, you certainly had a busy weekend last week. Yes. Going would... to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah, and it was everything I wanted it to be and more. And... Not something we're covering for the podcast. <laughs> no, but it was absolutely incredible and amazing that I like bumped into people from university that I've not seen for 10 years. You know, I thought I'd got there quite late in mm-hmm. the day and still managed to get to the front for a bit before I decided to retreat. You know, old man Danny over here is just like, <laughs> you know, well, you know, well, this is the thing. I first saw My Chemical Romance back in August 2006. Mm-hmm. And this is when they debuted The Black Parade. And that was 16 years ago. Like, I'm double the age I was the first time I saw them. And it's remarkable, but it was it was fantastic. I'm, I'm just, I sobbed most of the night, to be honest, just seeing my boys back up on stage. But mm-hmm. I, I do think if they do a London tour, I'm pretty certain they'll be touring. I think a new album is on the horizon. I will be getting seated <laughs> tickets, I reckon. I think I'm at that age now. But yes, we, we've had a busy week. You've had, you know, some some busyness this week as well. Yes. You know, it's nice to be back podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, life, you know, considering there's three weeks that life has got in the way since we started doing this, I thought, especially when we went back to work after the first lockdown, having done this for, what, four months, I, I genuinely thought this would happen more frequently. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Not on my watch. Mm. <laughs> we we had a, a milestone last week. Yeah. Uh, when this one should have come out, I was going to tell you we hit forty thousand lifetime downloads. How exciting! Yeah, it's very very cool. So thank you to everyone who's been part of that journey. It's you know incredibly humbling to hit such an amazing milestone. We've charted in multiple areas that you know again crazy to think that. Places like Norway and Germany want to download us and, and listen to us. So yeah. thank you to everyone who, who listens to us has been part of this journey. Mm-hmm. This we're week. With another Disney episode this week. I feel like we're getting all the... the All the ones we don't like are right at the start. Yeah, and this is what's so interesting to me is is going back and watching these and thinking... Is this just because there was no one else doing this sort of media at the time? that it got so successful yes if this was mid-2000s when you've got every other like animation company some of these would not stand the test of time and loading this one up on disney plus i completely forgot that they actually did a live action dumbo as well yes in which the bad guy is walt disney but he's not called Walt Disney, but he clearly is Walt Disney. It's really interesting. It is. I I, don't I wouldn't re- recommend it, though. It's not a good film. I, I mean, I don't remember much about this one. Mm-hmm. And it's not one that I look on fondly. And I think the biggest part of that is because most of the modern discussion on Dumbo is the racism. Yes. Which is like a huge issue with this. And it's just kind of trippy as well 
that a lot of this stuff just isn't I think appropriate for kids nowadays there is one scene in this where I know I'm going to have to leave the room yeah and I just I think you know maybe times are very different and Dumbo is one that really you know I went into Pinocchio not thinking I'd enjoy it and I actually came out of it going okay it's not as bad as I remembered it I don't feel like Dumbo is going to change Yeah. yeah I did not like this film as a kid I am sure that's not going to change now. No, I I didn't like this film as a kid. But we will, as usual, talk about its merits as a musical because this is another one of those Disney movies that is touted as a musical but only has like six songs. But I guess if we look at ratio, this is a 62-minute film. 64, yeah. You know... That's quite a good ratio for a film that length. You know, look at, I guess, close comparison would be the Riverdale musical episodes or mm-hmm. Glee. How many songs does an episode of Glee have? Five. Right? And this is about the same length. Maybe remove the, you know, the advert. Glee episodes are not an hour long. No, they would be when you watch with adverts. When you watch without adverts, about 42, 45 minutes. I never watched them on the TV. I... I watched on catch up. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though, is like the added time to this as a movie, it probably is one extra song in Glee, isn't it? Sure. So I feel like the ratio for this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I know that the score for this won the Academy Award for Best Original Score. Yeah. And Baby Mine was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... I know one other song going into this. I remember... No, two other songs going into this one. Is we have When I See an Elephant Fly. Yes. And we also have Pink Elephants on Parade. Yeah. Which is the trippy one. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't remember anything else. So Baby Mine, I, I couldn't tell you how that goes. I wouldn't even remember it before reading that i know how baby mine goes because i've heard covers of it since which i think i prefer yeah but yeah so what happened with like the production of this is this like any animation milestones in in the making of this because this was released in 1941 so during the war yep uh didn't necessarily do as well as previous disney's because of the war yes so dumbo obviously came out after pinocchio and fantasia both of which were huge uh passion projects basically and this movie was made to recoup the financial losses from those two really yeah uh if you've we watched the uh making of disneyland yes documentary on disney plus which is very interesting and sad and one of the things that is brought up in that is that walt disney was terrible with money and that his brother roy disney is the one that was in charge of all of the financials now walt disney basically when he was making a movie would just say okay well we need some more money and Roy would have to find that money somewhere from sponsors or backers, wherever. So he would do whatever he felt was necessary to make these movies. And this one, 
was made specifically to make some money back. It was made to be very short. It was made to be really, really simple. All of the sound for this movie was recorded really conventionally. They weren't using any new technology for anything. It's literally like a nice, simple, economic Disney film. Okay. So um, they're not like pushing the boundaries or anything. This is this is kind of like a cheaper project in the hopes to make some money back. Yes, That absolutely. they've lost out, especially because of the war effort that maybe you know, not as many people are going to the cinema. And obviously the cinema rules have changed. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to see any groundbreaking art in this one, I guess. No, it's just sort of the... uh, It doesn't really have any special effects in it, this one. Not to the same extent that things like Pinocchio, Bambi, Fantasia did. So there was nothing to slow down production. It was just, let's just make this nice little animated film. Yeah. However, they had to convince Walt Disney to do Dumbo, the story... Because it's based on a children's book uh, and it was brought to his attention by Kay Kamen, who was the head of merchandising for Disney, who showed him this prototype of a thing called a roller book, which is basically like a little scroll within a book so that you can make something move. And in this case, it was Casey Jr., the train that moves across your book page, which is where Casey Jr. comes from. Yeah, it's ah. from this. Disney was like, oh yeah, this seems like a quite heartwarming, nice little story. We'll buy the rights to it. Sounds good. And Disney they bought the rights. <laughs> literally just sold because there was a train. So oh, nothing absolutely. Else. They were like, hey, well, there's a train in this one. And he was like, I'll buy it. And he because... didn't realise that it wasn't the story of a train, that it was a story of an elephant who flies. Yeah, if any uh, anybody out there doesn't know, Walt Disney was obsessed with trains and it's one of the funniest things about him as a person that he was just obsessed with trains to the point that it irritated people. So, yeah, it's one of those weird fun facts. But... It's a rock fact. He bought the book, the rights to uh, make the film, and then was like, not that fussed by it. He was going to do it as a short film, and then he realised that he would have to do it as a feature-length film for it to bring justice to the story. And so he was kind of not into it. And the way that the animators and the writers for Dumbo got him to agree to make this film was they would write it in installments and leave it on his desk so he would read a little chapter at a time and apparently every morning he would run up to them and go this is great what happens next that's good that's how you know you're onto a hit that's a you know like a really bold way because if he's not drawn to it then that's it cancelled right away and especially if if you know the next story doesn't deliver like he could literally just be like nope that's it Mm-hmm. You've lost me. Yep. Uh, also, to make it cheaper, Dumbo does not speak. Yes. They didn't need to hire anybody. And they used people they were familiar with for the casting, so they didn't have to spend t- a lot of time on the casting process. They ended up hiring a couple of people who would go on to be in almost every Disney film for the next 30 years after this one. But it was very, very, very economic, very... Uh, low key one of my favorite thing <laughs> one of my favorite things about this film is that 
you know how you can buy cells of animated films yeah. and some people have the lion king ones there are thousands of those like yes and obviously they're all worth quite a bit of money but dumbo is the rarest film to find cells from because after a scene was completely shot and done they would spread all the used cells out in the corridor and then run and dive along the top of them and slide on them to see how far they could go. Why? Because they were happy it was done. And what also... If, what if they'd lost the foot? Oh, God. What stressful, if they'd lost it? the footage? <laughs> the other thing Jesus. they would do is the paint that they were using, the grey paint specifically that they were using for the elephants, yeah. because it was a mix of a couple of different chemicals, would just eat the cell paper when it was stretched out to be filmed on. So they would film it, have to film it really, really quickly, and then it would just shatter the paper. So there's not a lot of cells left from this movie. Yeah. This is also one of the few Disney movies that uses watercolour as the background for... That's pretty cool. The whole film. That's pretty yeah. cool. Also, well, uh, Snow White did that, and then also in Lilo and Stitch they did that. But everything else is pretty much oil paint or gouache and... That's, that's how nice. you pronounce that. I never know if I'm right or not. Says the art teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing I'm worried by is knowing how economic it is. Both Snow White and Pinocchio, the animation really impressed me. There's some really nice things written, like, you know, panning shots where you start to see, especially in Pinocchio, the civilization and how, like, busy the villages are. And especially when I look at, like, modern disney or i say modern but the disney i grew up with things like the hunchback of notch Dame, and you see these sweeping shots that you see the whole town and they look really populated i'm worried that because this is a cheaper one the animation may not look as nice yeah but what's interesting is this is our first disney recap which really focuses on the talking animals and the animals mm -hmm. you know with pinocchio yes he's a puppet and there's the magic element to it but there's a lot of emphasis on the human characters and same with snow white big emphasis on human characters well and as the way that the animals are in snow white obviously they don't talk they're just animals in pinocchio we have some animal people yeah we have jiminy cricket who no longer looks like a cricket you have Gideon and Honest John. Yeah, and then Cleo and... Cleo the sexy fish. <laughs> Cleo and... Uh, Figaro. Figaro, yeah. And Monstro. Yes, who's terrifying. But but with this, the emphasis is on the animals as the main characters because we have uh, Jumbo Jr. We have Timothy Mouse. Jumbo's mum. Do you mean Dumbo? No, I'm not calling him that. I, refu I straight up refuse to Dumbo's call him Dumbo's not his name. His name isn't Dumbo. Why is it called Dumbo then? Because... The people who are mean to him about his ears call him Dumbo to be mean. So this is, we're using his bullying name. Yeah. Oh, Jesus wept. Yep. And we have all the matriarch elephants as I well. I did not remember that. Yep. Something that also happened while this movie was being made was all the animators went on strike. Blimey. To request higher wages. And there is a joke about it in this film. Excellent. Because of course there is. Well... This is the thing I've seen. So looking at the box office, 
this was the most financially successful Disney film of the 1940s, mm-hmm. which is never a good sentence to read, considering this was the first film of the 40s. Yeah. It was a financial miracle. Mm-hmm. It cost half the cost of Snow White and less than a third of the cost of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. much less than Fantasia. But it grossed nearly double what it cost to make. So it cost about $950,000 and the profit was $850,000. So it nearly made back everything you know, it cost to make it. Yeah, well, so the studio wanted, uh, the studio that were distributing the film yeah. wanted Walt Disney to add another 10 minutes to it. And he said he couldn't because it would have cost $500,000 to add 10 minutes to this film. Yeah. It's like, I can't afford it. We just can't do it's it. It's interesting to know. Mm. Uh, you know, for context, it made by 2021 money for just under 30 million. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think of, you know, the, the difference. But that's what we're talking about here. Uh, final thing, I guess, that I, I've seen about this before we move on. Do we want to talk about the racism now or shall we do it when we get there? I think it's important to talk about now. Okay, so final thing I'll talk about before we go on to talk about the racism, which I feel is interesting. You know, people put this high ranking. Certainly, you know... I remember when I did uh, university, my film degree, one of the things I talked about was animation. And I remember at the time, because I graduated in 2011, and I remember at the time, because I was doing mid dissertation and everything, Time Magazine named Dumbo as one of the 25 all-time best animated films. And I don't think 10 years later, it would be up there in conversation when you have amazing things like Mitchell's versus the Machines, spider-verse a a lot of extra stuff but the fact that rotten tomatoes as well has 98 percent on this Mm -hmm. and and most places give this a really high mark but you don't hear people talk about it as much lovingly and it is shocking that it's still considered up there especially with the racism Yeah, so the controversy around this is that all of the circus labourers in this film are black, but the only time they are seen as people is when they are these animal characters. And so the black human characters that we're introduced to uh, don't get any speaking lines on their own. They do get one song, but it's not great. Yeah. It's not one that anybody remembers and they are treated like like background unimportant characters. Yeah. And then we when we are introduced to actual black characters, it's the crows, they're in animal form. It's the same criticism that came up when they made Princess and the Frog, which touted the whole first black Disney princess. Amazing. She spends the whole movie as a frog. Yeah. And she's a black woman for maybe 10 minutes tops of the whole film. So that the criticism is that there's this fear for some reason in the Disney company of showing black people as human, which clearly is an issue on its own. However, on the other side of that, a lot of people have talked about how they really like 
the way that the crows are represented. Specifically, Whoopi Goldberg has said that she expressed the desire for them to be much more highly merchandised by Disney because she didn't understand why when they sing the most famous song that yeah. anybody knows from uh, this film that they're not getting merchandised the same way, which is to her crazy because they are black characters. So the way that they were presented, a lot of people have made the link between those characters and people like Cab Calloway, Louis Armstrong. They are based on minstrel show culture, which shows up a lot in Walt Disney films, which is you have this like group of singers that will show up impart a lesson and then disappear again yeah which is obviously what they do in this film as well so people have a lot of different opinions on this but a lot of people find them to be stereotypes a lot of people find them to not be stereotypes and obviously as white people we are not equipped to fully comment but on that this. though is an issue though when you say like it's seen as minstrel culture because the minstrel culture was a racist culture that mm -hmm. the minstrel shows you know portrayed black people as dim-witted lazy superstitious it, and it was typically white people in makeup yeah and it is you know a really outdated you know even dare i say in the 40s an outdated vaudeville act yeah but, you know, the fact that people will defend it and be like, oh, well, it is, you know, this, it's like, well, that doesn't really excuse it. Do they at least have appropriate casting for these characters? Or is it white people putting on voices? The leader of the group is called Dandy. He wasn't originally. Originally was called Jim. But he's the leader of the group. He is voiced by Cliff Edwards, who voiced Jiminy Cricket. Obviously terrible casting. Yes. <laughs> like, clearly. But again, but, like I said before, Walt Disney was trying to save money. And also probably was like, you're signed to a contract here, so you must be in this. Yes. So you don't Which is still a bad thing. Yes. You should still... Because these are obviously black characters. That's clearly what the intention was. Yeah. I don't think there's any arguing with that, personally. But he was trying to save money, so he just cast a mate of his. Then we have the Hall Johnson Choir as the rest of the Crow Chorus. We have Deacon, Fats, Specs, and Dopey, because Dopey's in everything. Yeah. Hall Johnson, who runs the Hall Johnson Choir, he was a composer and specifically a musical arranger of a lot of different uh, black spiritual music. He went to Juilliard. Like, he is a huge person in musical history, just generally. And then he also, in the Hall Johnson Choir, we have James Franklin Basket, who played Uncle Remus in Song of the South. Which we will not be covering. Which we will not be covering. Um, but he is a fantastic singer. Uh, James Basket, and then we have Nick Stewart as one of them as well, and he is also a black actor. So we have the backup of some really prolific black actors, and then this one white guy. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. Yep. And also Margaret Wright is back in this one. She was also in uh, 
and IQ. Cool. And Snow White. She's in everything. But yeah, yeah in this one, she's Casey Jr. Cool. Well, I think it's time to head to the circus. Yes, unfortunately. You know, not exactly excited for this one. Maybe it will win us over. Yep. Who knows? We're off to go see an elephant fly. Yes, indeed. And we will be back shortly after intermission. And we are back. We sure are. We have looked out for Mr. Stork. Oh my God. There's so much much of this film that I'm like, I remember this. I just didn't know where it came from. And it's weird knowing it came from Dumbo. Obviously, we ended by talking about the depiction of the birds at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think Disney's done a good job with their disclaimer. And I especially like the fact that it's long enough to read and you can't skip it. Yes, I agree. I think that that is something that is important and completely necessary on their films. And that as well as that, Disney need to obviously make changes to their films in future. Not go back and erase things. Well, this is... Because that's what was going to happen. Yeah, in 2019, it was going to be an edited version without the characters. But I do think Whoopi Goldberg's got a really good point that they do sing perhaps the most iconic, famous song of it. And actually, Disney have worked themselves into a bit of a, a dilemma there in the fact that you can't you can't show Dumbo without those characters. No, because otherwise he doesn't learn to fly. That's it. There is nothing. He just flies one day and that's it. So this film has to exist in this way. I think the disclaimer is the best way to do it because you can't skip it. It makes you aware of what the issues are. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is limited to viewers seven and older, maybe not just for the racism. Yeah, no, probably for the alcohol. Yes. But yeah. Which is far worse than Pinocchio as well. Like I'd much rather have like the the, the, the donkey juice. I kind of love the joke which I guess at the time wasn't a joke, but I love, in hindsight, the evils of alcohol plotline that Walt Disney keeps going for in these films. It's wholesome, but also like not. When, that I really feel like that stops after uh, Cinderella, but then it's also in The Rescuers. Is Cinderella going to be getting completely wasted? Have I forgotten that part of, of the plot? I don't think so, but I know in The Rescuers there's the dragonfly who has to get drunk to be able to fly, which yep. is like a weird... Well, that's just redneck and really inappropriate yeah. for, for that. Yeah. Oh, we're not covering The Rescuers. That's not a musical, is it? No, it only has one song and it's not sung by a character. Yeah. Oh no, it has two songs. One of them is not sung by a character. The other one is R-E-S-C-U-E, which is the Rescue Aid Society song, which I love. But yeah, we're not covering that. Sorry. So we have an overture. Nice. I like the title cards. I think they're very immersive. The animation on those is cool. We know we're off to the circus. Mm -hmm. I hate clowns. Don't bring them in. I hate clowns. I'm absolutely terrified of clowns. And... I don't mean like it, right? Like that movie does not scare me. The clown in that 
isn't dressed like a real clown. No. I am terrified of the makeup that clowns yeah. have. These old traditional kind of clowns who have the horrible sad face painted. Like, mm-mm, I'm not I'm not here for that. Yeah, and it's not nice and it is really just there. I really feel like it's just there to be disturbing. I think so. And I think that's because they are disturbing characters. Yes. They're one of my favourite moments, I'm not going to lie, but we'll talk about it when we get there. But here in the title cards, it's it's not... It's immersive, but the clowns look awful. And we start on a cold, rainy day. And I thought... I'll be honest, I think this is the most impressive bit of animation was, like, the rain. That it was almost like it was actual rain that had been filmed. Yeah. And then imposed on... The watercolors. It was really impressive, mm-hmm. and we got look out for Mister Stork. And I remembered this. I just didn't know it was from Dumbo. That I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like that with this one. Yeah, because like, I had moments like that where I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is from this film." Okay. Yeah. And we also had like the weird bit as we saw them flying. They looked down, and they saw the states. But specifically, but they're all in the wrong place. Well, they're in the wrong place, but they also say the name of the state, so you can see just Florida, Florida yeah. which is weird. Like this is this isn't going for like realistic animation, like Pinocchio and Snow White. This is very stylized, yeah, which is weird for Disney. But I guess well, this is one of very few Disney movies that is first of all set in America, yeah, and second of all set when it is taking place, yeah. Uh, it's set in the 40s. Yeah. So it's interesting. But it is. It, it, it doesn't look like a Disney film. Yeah. I it know what you mean. It like looks like someone's trying to parody a Disney film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you noticed that I think, was it Albuquerque? Or so- something was in the wrong... Kentucky. Kentucky was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. How did that slip through? I'm sure an animator just did that to be funny. Probably. Probably. How many stalks are delivered to the wrong place? I'm sure it's like a, oh, nobody knows where Kentucky even is kind of joke. Like, yeah, or something. The baby animals are very, very cute. I liked how the Roo jumped into Kanga. Yeah, that's cute. And, you know, we had the, the, the tigers and the daddy tiger was looking at like dinner. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the mother was like, no, they're mine. And oh, I guess we're at a zoo possibly they're all or they're just like no so we're at the winter grounds in florida which is in the off season for the circus where they don't go on tour okay so this is just like where they live before they are about to set off in the the on season but yeah they are waiting for all of the animals to have their babies so that they can go on a new tour and of course this is how babies are delivered by the stork obviously by storks while when you least expect it (laughs) well that's it because mrs jumbo is looking out and she desperately wants a baby and she's very sad she's even trying to reach for all the other animals babies with her trunk because one of them floats right past her and she thinks it's for her and it's not yeah it's very very sad i Again, though, I think one of the things I'd said that I was scared by was, like, the level of detailing with the shots. Mm-hmm. And, like, you get moments here where you see the panning of areas, and it just lacks the detail. Like, even the characters, the people that are there, look just notably blobbish compared to, like, more well-rounded. 
Yeah, and that's done on purpose to make it clear that the humans are not the important characters in this film, but yeah. then it also feels a little... Cheap. Yeah. Because this is it. Some of the textures are, are lacking in detail. And it does noticeably look like a Disney film made on the cheap. I like, Which is the point. It is. And I do like, you know, as you say, the emphasis isn't here on the people, it's on the animals. But it does look like a noticeable downgrade in quality from Snow White and Pinocchio. And you'd expect, as time goes on, it keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going down. You know, again, you can understand, like, simple thing, like, like, I watched the new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers film. And I loved it. But one of the things I have is the Uncanny Valley, where they talk about, like, early 2000 CGI. And, like, the characters having dead eyes. Mm-hmm. You can understand that even though it's an advance in technology and should be better than this. Yeah. You can sometimes it's a brand new technology and it's got to go, you know, they, they're still refining the issues with it. But here, because this is the fourth Disney feature film, mm-hmm. it just was a little disappointing to see. Yeah, I agree. We meet Casey Jr. Yes, I we do. love Casey Jr.'s voice. The all aboard. Yes. Let's go. It's really cute. I think I can. I think I can. I think, and I can't believe that comes from Casey Jr. as well in Dumbo because I know that it's like I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, but I, I always attributed it to the little engine that could, which I'm pretty sure I had as an audiobook as a child, which and that had have, the same thing. But I think that came out afterwards. Possibly it might have. It might not have. But yeah, it's weird because I'm looking at going, huh. I recognise, I get that reference. Mm-hmm. So we, we see everyone boarding Casey Jr. We have all the animals getting on. You've got, obviously, the, the matriarch elephant who struggles to get on and has to be pushed because her derriere is so large. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is kind of cruel because Casey Jr. is quite a small train and you're like, are they really all going to fit on this? I'm glad this isn't photorealistic. But we then see there's a, a, a lazy stalk He's not lazy, he's late. Oh, okay. I got the <laughs> he's sense supposed he, to be late. I got the sense he was lazy because he just seemed to be like stopping and like tired. No, it's supposed to be like he knows where he's going, but he just has to check the directions a couple of times. Yeah, and he nearly loses the package through the cloud. Yeah. It was really stressful to watch because we know that there's a baby in there mm-hmm. and you just see the baby dropping and you're like, oh, that baby's going to splat. No, but that's what I was worried by. And, you know, like, it was a stressful thing to watch. But yes, he he gathers his bearings. He starts flying off. And he finds the train. He finds Casey Jr. And he's looking for Mrs. Jumbo. He's like, oh, Mrs. Jumbo! Mrs. Jumbo! And he keeps going into the different carriages and nearly gets eaten by lions or tigers or bears oh my i think it's supposed to be lions based on the roar but yeah you know. and then you see like the 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 elephant trunks pointing in the direction and she's quite coy when oh we get this weird comment from the matriarch elephant where she says he says are you the like expectant mother and she's like, how dare you suggest such a thing? I would never act like this. Yes. And it's like they're, they're already shunning 
Mrs. Jumbo because she's like unmarried or but she's a Mrs. So it doesn't make any well, sense. There was a cancelled Dumbo 2. So like mid 2000s when everything was getting a sequel, they were going to do Dumbo 2 and they were going to explore. It's going to literally pick up from the end of this film. Right. And they're going to explore where Mr. Jumbo was. Okay. Which, like, I don't want to know. He's clearly come back because his son's now a celebrity, so he's come back for some of that sweet, sweet Dumbo money. <laughs> oh, Jumbo <laughs> Jr. But yes, Jumbo Jr. Um, the stork does go above and beyond compared to the others who literally just drop the babies and hope that they survive. Yeah, he sings Happy Birthday, which Disney had to purchase the rights to use. Yeah, he gets her to sign. Yes. You know, that you know, this is this is your Amazon Prime delivery yeah. of, of, of baby deliveries. <laughs> why it's late but you know once you get there you get the service and he sings happy birthday to jumbo jr i like the video goes what's the name jumbo jr and he's like oh really okay call it anything call it harold you know but yes uh, the other elephants are really excited and we get the grand reveal of baby jumbo mm-hmm. he's very very cute and they all think he's so cute they think he's adorable until he sneezes and then his ears pop out Yes. And he's and still adorable. I think he's still adorable. And the adults mock him. Yeah, they immediately make fun of his ears. It's horrible. It is really, really horrible. And, I mean, I don't like them anymore. Which, you know, I don't think they're supposed to be heroes, but you don't like them. And, yeah, it just... I know you told me, but it did really shock me. I'm like, this is named after his victim name? Yeah. Admittedly, Dumbo sounds better than Jumbo. His name is Jumbo Junior. I don't know, and I could, I'm just thinking from like a film perspective. Also, again, I know you haven't seen the new movie, but you know how when they made the Beauty and the Beast live action, and yes. they tried to answer a bunch of questions that nobody needed the answers to. They did the same thing with Dumbo, and they had a bit where the kids in it are talking about. His name isn't Dumbo. Uh, and it's a really roundabout way that he ends up with the name Dumbo. It's not like this where someone's just like, oh, he looks so dumb. Let's call him Dumbo, which makes sense mm. that somebody would say that. It's a much more roundabout way in the, the live action one. But you have these two kids who are like, people calling him that makes him really sad. What a horrible thing to do. And then they call him Dumbo for the rest of the movie. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to fix it, you've made it worse. Yeah, basically. I think it's really cute that Mrs. Jumbo swaddles him with his ears. Yeah, it's so cute. And then we get the great bit of the Casey Jr. going, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Um, But I just love the personification. Like, you see the struggling and the forward. Like, it does really feel like me when I'm at the end of, like, a rowing machine or something. I'm just like, I think I can. I think I can. And you're, like, making your movements bigger because you're just trying to get mm-hmm. there. I love that the back of the train bumps it and it yes. goes, woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs> like, can actually yeah. take off. <laughs> it just keeps going. And and clearly, little Jumbo Jr. has added that much that Casey Jr. is now struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it knocks all the animals about with with Casey Jr.'s abrupt stop and you know I laughed because the evil elephants went flying and then Dumbo just sorry Jumbo Jr. discovers the rain and that's quite cute it's very cute 
But That's yeah. always cute. It's like when you get a puppy for the first time and it snows. Yeah, exactly. Like these milestones. Don't tell we don't refer to, you know, babies. <laughs> That's where our brains are at. It's like puppies. puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we get the song off the roastabouts. Which I was like, oh, what does that mean? That, it, it, I mean, it's not a great word. Basically, it means manual labourers, yeah. but... It is used more commonly to refer to specifically black manual yeah. libraries. It definitely felt like a racial term. Yes. That I wasn't sure about. And I was like... Well, and this is where we see the animation of the black human characters, which is, like you say, very, very sloppy compared mm. to everybody else's animation. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. You, We commented on that a whole bunch of times throughout this movie that obviously this movie was made on the cheap. But a lot of the background scenes are worse than Pinocchio. Yeah. Which obviously cost a lot more money to make. But one of the things you brought up when we watched Pinocchio was that the scene where all the children go running past to go to school is hugely animated. The whole town feels full and bustling and busy and this circus never does. No, exactly. And that's, I think, a huge failing of this one for me. Mm -hmm. I do understand... It's it's made on the cheap. That's going to have an impact, but it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dumbo has enough in its plot to be able to compensate. You know, mm-hmm. I do like you know Dum- Jumbo Junior. Sorry, it's because I keep writing. It's down hard his... to get out of a habit yeah. of though, right? It's a weird thing. Yeah, I like how he's helping, and you know, he helps. Mrs. Jumbo tie things up and he bops his little head with the hammer. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally just been born and he's already already like working. A baby elephants can walk pretty much. Yeah, like... but they have a really long gestation period, don't they? It's like three years. Yeah. Or something silly like that. Mm. It's like humans can't hold babies for as long as they need because like space and the impact it will have on, on the mother's health. Yeah. Which is why they're so soft and breakable when they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but elephants have no natural predators. No, it's true. The only natural predator of ele- elephants is humans. Of elements. Elements. It's the fire nation. <laughs> the only, the only natural predator of elephants is humans. Yeah. Which is another thing that actually does come up in this film because we are introduced in a bit to Timothy Mouse who isn't in the story of Dumbo. He is a robin in the in the book. <laughs> Cuz he can also fly, which makes sense. Like that's where he learns to fly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, they replaced him with Timothy Mouse because they thought the joke of like, oh, elephants are scared of mice would be funny. Oh yeah, it was. Elephants aren't really scared of anything. Yeah. Because they have no reason to fear anything. Yeah, they're literally top of the food chain. Yeah. I mean, I guess baby elephants, I've seen like on the nature documentaries. If yeah, they go most to. Most the... predators aren't stupid enough to take on a baby elephant because they know they'll get stomped by a man. No, elephant. but you do see the odd time here or there that like a crocodile will literally jump out and try and grab it mm-hmm. because it's grabbing for anything that often stops quite quickly. Because it sees. Yeah. Adult elephants and is like, oh no, I'm not that stupid. Yeah, so we do have this moment with the circus, like we get the big celebrations, the circus comes into town and it does look, you know, like Main Street USA. You can certainly see the Disney land. The influences, yeah. But you do have like a real lack of 
like you say, it never feels like this is a huge deal that the circus is coming to town. You got some fun little moments, like the gorilla breaking his cell and then like realizes, so he he screws it back on. Yeah, he's like performing his part. But then you've also got like the really awful like racist representation with the camels. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's it's like a precursor to Prince Ali. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just it's it, it very much is like, oh, lowest common denominator. Let's let's just go for it and just, you just, know, you know, as many stereotypes as we can throw into one scene. Right. So it is what it is, you know, and, and you have awful clowns. You have Dumbo like walking behind his mother and he trips over his ears and into the mud and everyone laughs and poor little Jumbo Jr. looks upset. But that leads to a really nice scene, you know, where we have bath time and him and Mrs. Jumbo play. Mm-hmm. You know, this is I've watched enough Disney Renaissance to feel like, oh, no good can come of this. This is like in The Lion King after the elephant graveyard. Yeah, where Mufasa and Simba are like, we'll be pals, right? And we'll always be pals, right? And, you know, we're about to have a stampede. He's definitely about to die, yeah. yeah. Something is about to happen to this mother. This scene is too nice to not be leading to something horrible. And I don't remember what actually happens. I know that I know that Jumbo Jr. spends most of the time now in Outcast and Timothy Mouse is helping him. I don't remember what happens to Mrs. Jumbo at this point. So I'm like, oh... She's about to die. You know, something is about to happen. So they're demonstrating this really nice parent-child mm. bond before they get rid of the parent. So what happens is they, the circus, are now having him as like a sideshow attraction. The baby elephant with giant ears, Dumbo. And some boys start like pulling on his ears and blowing into his ears yeah it's like a petting zoo type thing no they're not supposed to touch them but these kids do and so mrs jumbo uh picks the boy up and spanks him yeah that was great i liked that the only time the only time i think spanking is allowed you know is when it's an elephant an elephant is disciplining your child for you yeah so and then she starts throwing hay bales around she's angry some of the circus staff grab dumbo because they think she's gonna hurt him and run away and she freaks out obviously and it is like a proper riot and it's horrible to watch we got like the ringmaster who's got his whip whipping at her it's it's well and she eventually throws him into a tub of water yeah and that's great but it is like but she is deemed to be a mad elephant and she is locked in a cage yeah and the other elephants blame her blame dumbo yeah jumbo cries yeah which is really sad but the other elephants all mock her because women hate women apparently yeah obviously you know because because you know some more stereotypes that we love it is it really is yeah you know there's a lot of stuff here that you're like i wonder how much of this is to blame for certain well also we we didn't talk about this at the beginning but when they did the title cards all of the animators that are named for this film are men mm-hmm. when actually Disney had hundreds of women working for him by this point, most of them as animators who never got their names on a film yeah. card. So, And I'm pretty certain when it comes to talking about, you know, the, the performers, that's going to happen with some of the female performers as well. Yes, indeed. So yes, we do meet Timothy Mouse. He doesn't mind Jumbo Jr.'s ears. He's quite nice. And he's like, oh, this poor little guy, poor little fella. He's all alone. 
hopefully the elephants will take him in and they shun him like he can't go get his hail so he literally just retreats so timothy mouse goes into the middle and scares all the ele- elephants because ha 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 elephants are scared of mice yeah and you see them climb and they're right at the top cowering that's funny yeah. i like the animation on that the way that it works is like very cool to see an elephant climbing up a lamppost yeah. like that's that something animation. you only really get in but, disney so timothy mouse can't care about jumbo jr that much yes because he calls him dumbo for the rest of this exactly film. i do like the way he's like we'll help bust your mother out the clink yeah i like the way that he talks yeah and you know it is sweet that he's trying to help but by showing concern you know he kind of messes up i like the bit where he's like have a peanut and like we just see like the the trunk like vacuum it in yeah which is not how elephants eat no it really isn't but you know we he gets jumbo out of the hay yeah he's like, we're gonna make you a star and this is when he hears the ringmaster's plan he wants to do a show where all the elephants climb each other for some reason but he he doesn't know what the climax is he just doesn't know what the the, 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 the exclamation point on this 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 show will be oh yeah so he goes to sleep and timothy climbs up to his ear and is like imagine it jumbo well he says dumbo imagine dumbo climbing to the top he bounces up there and he's standing on the top with his big ears and he has a little flag waving a flag the finale and the so the (laughs) guy thinks that it was his idea it's a terrible idea. Yeah, because Timothy's like, I am the voice of your subconscious mind. And we cut straight to the show. They don't even try the idea in rehearsal. They just go, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it tonight. Mm-hmm. Cool, let's try it. <laughs> She's like, why? Why? But, you know, I really like watching the elephants struggle. I think that's really funny. Mm-hmm. when they're all struggling to climb up. And like you see them falling, one of them nearly falls and they grab by the tail and pull her up. I'm pretty certain this isn't how gravity works. Yeah. I do really like the bickering between the elephants to still try and climb up though. I think that's funny. Yeah, like, their discussions as they are getting into this tower. And at least it's not just that they're not just like that to Mrs. Jumbo, they're like that to each other, which is still a nasty depiction of women. Mm-hmm. But at least they're not just mean to Mrs. Jumbo. Yeah. I like when they practice with Dumbo backstage and he trips up. It goes badly because of his ears. So Timothy Mouse comes up with a great idea. Let's tie your ears up. You know, Dumbo will have a top knot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he pins it back and the pin won't stay in when he's actually running out. So it comes undone and he trips over. And headbutts the ball that all of the elephants are balancing on. And then they all go flying. There's no way he'd have made it anyway. There's no way that springboard would have got him to the top of it. He literally was going to fly, jump off the springboard and headbutt one of the other elephants anyway. Mm -hmm. We get some great chaos. They bring down the house. Granted, just like the ringmaster wanted. Just not the way he envisioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone runs. It is chaos. One of my favourite things is like after the fall of everything, you just see little little Jumbo Jr. in the chaos. He just has his flag and he waves it and then the flag breaks in half. And it's just so sad. And we then have sad Casey Jr. They're on their next place and all the elephants have bandages on from where they're damaged. One of them has like their trunk in a sling. 
That yeah. was funny. I did like that. I thought that was a really funny little touch of like these little, like one of them, their tail is completely like in a cast. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny to see them like these injuries, you know, that shouldn't happen because it's like muscles and it's a very human thing. Yeah, it's cute though. And poor little Jumbo Jr. has been fixed good. He's now a clown. And they're like, the shame, the shame. And it's like, we, we're all going to have an agreement that he is no longer an elephant. Mm-hmm. He's exiled. Yes. And we cut to one of the shows of him as a clown. And his baby attire I hate it. is awful. I mean, he's got his Especially hat. Especially the pop funko of this. Yeah, there's 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 loads of Dumbo ones. I don't like his like baby attire, but I do like his little hat. His little, his little hat. yellow hat. Yeah, that's yeah. cute. That's what makes Dumbo Dumbo. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing that makes him recognisable is the little yellow hat and the little red ruff that he wears yes. around his neck, and it's really cute. It is. Only when it's the animated version. No, no live action version creepy. is terrifying. I. I don't think the clowns are funny. I don't think clowns are funny, just generally. No, but I don't think this act of like putting out a fire and, you know, they're they're, they're watering the plants and they grow and everything. I don't think it's funny. And poor little Jumbo Jr. looks scared anyway. Yeah, he looks really scared. I also... The music that plays in this scene... Yeah. I find very stressful, (laughs) which I'm sure is the point. Yeah, and I think it is because we're very much watching this from his gaze and it is scary. Yeah. I, uh, he's paddled off, like literally, they paddle him off mm-hmm. and he falls into a cream pie. And I'm just like, oh, this poor little elephant, you know, it just sucked. Yeah. And then we, we go backstage and this is the, the one bit of the clowns I thought funny was like the silhouette. They, they pop a little bit of the bubbly and they toast you know, to Dumbo, but they speak so eloquently. Yeah, so this is the joke about the animators. So the animators all went on strike to request higher pay. Yes. From Walt Disney. And then when they came back, they finished this film and they put in this scene where the clowns, their silhouettes are the silhouettes of the animators. (laughs) And they are going to request higher pay from the circus, yeah. the ringleader, because they've come up with all of the... They're the ones that come up with all of the stuff. So, yeah, it's a it's a reference. Yeah, because they're like, we'll do it 40 feet, 100 th- feet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that. I did like that they sounded more eloquent. You know, I thought that was a good little joke, but that's even Them all better. climbing out of their clown suits and everything yeah. is interesting. The one that deflates, I think, is interesting. Yeah. Like, it's a nice bit of animation. It is. It's it's the best bit with the clowns. And I'm glad we don't see their faces. Do you know what it has been? What? A really long time since there's been a song. It has been, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. So, Dumbo is upset. Yes. And he's scrubbed clean by Timothy Mouse. But he's sad. And it, you know, is sad. And Timothy's like, stop crying. You're fine. But he decides, you <laughs> Timothy know. Timothy Mouse is a bad friend. <laughs> I mean, I, it's almost like he knows that they're both stuck in this world and he's yeah. trying to at least make it so that... Because what is the alternative if Jumbo Jr. can't be part of the circus? He gets sold for something, I guess. Yeah. What What is the alternative that perhaps Timothy Mouse recognises that and is like, we've got to keep you here? Because if not... You Maybe. Know, I don't know. It, you know, it is. But, he, you know, he does say, we'll go, we'll go visit your mum. 
and they go up and you've got the poor little like she can't reach it says there's signs all over the outside of it that say like mad elephants and it's stay so back. cramped and like she's chained and it's oh it's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. but and she can just about reach out of the window yeah yeah they can both just about like they can just touch each other yeah and it's really sad she i i, I say she somebody sings baby mine yeah it's supposed to be her it's and, uh, actually Betty Noise. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it is supposed to be her singing Baby Mine. This I like, song is so sad. It is. And it's really sad when you see like all these happy families together. They're all sleeping and cuddled up. And this family can't be together, especially because we know how desperate Mrs. Jumbo is mm-hmm. for Jumbo Jr. And how desperate he is for her. So <laughs> I went to Disney World in Florida with my friend uh, in like 2017, right? Yeah. And the fireworks show at the end of the night, very last one, was a huge celebration of Disney at the time. But one of the parts that was in it was a version of Baby Mine that then transitioned into How Does a Moment Last Forever from the new Beauty and the Beast film. Yeah, And I ugly cried because it was so sad they were playing this heartbreaking music and then projected onto the disney castle was dumbo's mum hugging him and singing to him and then it cut to all of the disney parents with their kids all the ones that die (laughs) it's just like why are you showing us this this is horrible conceal don't feel i know it was awful though just stood there like what why is this what you've chosen to put and then like one of the bits afterwards was like parts of the caribbean and bum, it, bum, yeah bum, bum, it just got bum, upbeat bum, again it's like never mind don't worry about the crying you were just doing i mean the, let's be honest they, there's very few dumbo songs they can probably use yeah so. but this song is tragic it is I, I do like the bit where the ostriches sleep with their heads in the sand mm-hmm. and yeah it's, it's a sad song and they walk off you know really sad and you, you have like her wave goodbye to him yeah. It's just really sad. This is the bit where the clowns are like, oh, you know, we're going to go and... Um, we're going to hit the people's stories. Yes. One of my favourite things is that one of the clowns is like, you know, shouldn't we be worried about little Dumbo? You know, we can't really drop him from like 100 feet. One of them goes, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. Didn't you know all elephants are made out of rubber? Yeah, they bounce. It's crazy. And yes, we get that, the, the weird little clown song. And the bubbly gets knocked into the water and it goes really green and just gross. And yeah. Ugh. Well, and so because Dumbo's upset, he's been crying so much that it's made him hiccup. Yes. So Timothy's like, well, have a drink out of this bucket of water, which was water when he looked at it the first time. Yeah. So Dumbo starts drinking and then Timothy's like, okay, hold your breath. Yeah. And the, the colour change is cool. It's very much like in a... Pinocchio that he goes like red I like the colour change that Mm -hmm. was really well done but the bubble colours are really like well so this is where I had to leave yes because this whole portion of the movie makes me feel really ill I yeah it's what Mary Poppins used to do to me or like my fear of like what because I remember having a really bad fever after watching Mary Poppins the first time and I Mm -hmm. didn't watch it until I met you Mm -hmm. and that's this is what that kind of made me feel like when I was a this is why it makes me feel ill right when I was a kid I was in hospital and on the children's ward all of the curtains that go around the hospital bed had Disney characters on them 
and the one I was in had the pink elephants on parade pattern <laughs> on it. <laughs> and I was on such strong painkillers that they looked like they were moving. Well, the worst bit is if your curtain moves, they probably do look like... Whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 and it was horrible whoop, and it made whoop. me feel really ill. And now when I watch that sequence, it makes me feel physically nauseous. So yeah. I had to leave for the rest of this scene. Well, it is. I mean, this is the thing. You get the great like line from Timothy Mass going, what kind of water is this anyhow? And he falls in and now they're both drunk and the bubbles floating and he's floating. Mm-hmm. He has really good trunk control to make a square bubble too. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of hidden Mickeys in this scene. Like, there's a hidden Mickey bubble, and then Timothy Mouse's voice changes while he's drunk. (laughs) That's Mickey's laugh, and it's done by Walt Disney. Yeah. I really like the song, I have to admit. I think it's a a nice little song, but the sequence is tough to watch. It's almost like I'm drunk watching this. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Which is good. I mean, I guess it hits what it should do. If you're looking at it from, like, what were they trying to achieve, what they achieved, it's that's good. Uh, you've got a horrible bit of like a nightmare body of all the elephant heads. They like almost like these transformers that all of the elephant heads make the body, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. But you've also got like some nice abstract animation with the ballet sequences, where it's literally just like lines to create the movement, as opposed yeah. to like fully shaped. So, so there's some nice stuff in this. I did not enjoy the epileptic kind of strobe lighting at the end. Yeah, no, I didn't think you would. That gives you a really bad headache. It does, just like we talked about Dream Girls the other week. And then Dumbo awakes in a tree. <laughs> How they got in the tree, I've got no is idea. Is the plot of the rest of the film? But yes, uh, this is where we we do have the birds, and it it was just like I remembered it being. You know that it's very. I don't know. It's it's worth knowing that we've got Jiminy Cricket voicing one of the the birds, and it's the main one too. And like the... it's bad enough that they hired him, but I feel like if he was just augmented voices in the mm. background, if they just added his vocals to fill out, why could he not have been the ringleader? He could have been anyone. <laughs> anyone I, else? You know. The thing is, this is the first bit of like representation in a Disney film that we've, mm-hmm. at least certainly since we've had. I know that uh, Fantasia has its controversies as well and characters that are deleted. Yes. You know, so this Which is... Which does the whole thing that I like with this. They put the warning at the beginning. You cannot skip it. Yeah. It's got a higher age rating than it necessarily would have when it originally was released. And they didn't cut anything because it's important that we are aware that Disney as a company did this. Like, we have to be aware, as much as I love Disney, that there are a lot of racist stereotypes in their films and that's not okay. And we need to keep calling for Disney to be better. Yeah. Because they own everything. No, I know. And And they're also willing to use other people's stuff according to, you know, Chip and Dale. Which I will not be watching either. I um I mean this is the thing so I I did a little bit of like reading before we recorded and like people try to defend the birds you know because like they are amongst the very few characters that are actually like sympathetic towards Jumbo Junior. Yeah, I I've seen people argue that that because they're the good guys. Yeah. Out of everybody in the film, 
including Timothy Mouse, who calls him Dumbo the whole time. But they, I mean, but they're still, they're mean to him at first and they mock him. Yeah, but then they're immediately nice to him once yeah. they hear about his tragic backstory. It's a whole thing. It's... It is, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do really like the animation on Hungover Timothy Mouse. He looks really awful. I like, like the baggy eyes. Mm-hmm. They fall out the tree and, you know, they, they walk off because the birds are mocking them. And I really like how Dumbo holds on to Tim Timothy Mouse's tail. You know, I think that's really cute. Like, he's like he did with his mum. Yeah. He's, he's still a baby at this point. Like, it's been, what, three months? Who knows? He's not, not really much time has passed. So it's quite sad. And Timothy Mouse is like saying, I wonder how we... we, we we climbed to the tree anyway and one of the the bird shouts maybe you flew up and this is where timothy mouse figures out that dumbo can fly they they mention how he'd be the ninth wonder of the world as a flying elephant there's not eight eight wonders of the world andre the giant doesn't exist yet so what would have been the eighth wonder of the world (laughs) Well, it depends on whether you're talking about the ancient ones or the new ones. What are the new ones? Because I don't think I don't think it'd be the new ones. Modern wonders of the world are the Great Wall of China, uh, Chichen Itza, which is the Mayan city. Yeah. Petra, the carved. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thing Machu Picchu. Yep. Christ the Redeemer yeah. in uh, Rio. The Colosseum. I've done one of them. Taj Mahal. Yeah. And that's it. So those are the seven modern wonders then? Those are the seven modern wonders. Yeah. But the original wonders of the world, there's more than eight. Oh, okay. Because that includes things like the Garden of Babylon. Okay. Uh, like all the old stuff. I mean, are we? Am I like just the lighthouse at Alexandria, yeah. which doesn't exist anymore? Well, the, am the I library. just like joking about you know a line that is is meant to be a joke anyway? That Timothy Mass is so uneducated, like you'll be the ninth wonder of the world, or is it that your ears will be the eighth and ninth wonder of the world? You know, Maybe, I just. I don't know. We do get uh, when I see an elephant fly. Mm-hmm. I do like some of the lines, like uh, I've seen a house fly, you know, because that's a nice play on words. Yeah. It reminds me of the bit in Shrek, you know, where Donkey talks about how, you know, just does this thing. I thought it was funny. I think that's probably a parody of this. Oh, it is. No, it is. Absolutely. But, you know, I liked this. Yeah. I like the lyrics to this song. I like all the jokes about um, musical chair being a thing, um, a rubber band, like hearing a rubber band play. Yeah. Porch swing. Like different things like that like i like the parody the play on words for it yeah i think that's really fun and you know it culminates with timothy mouse giving a sob story that wins the birds over Mm -hmm. they he says socially he's washed up and this is what wins the birds over you know they're mocking jumbo but they give him a magic feather yeah sure enough he starts to fly and they fly with him and this is a bit I remember from like the Disney videos, the VHS bits where they show like the pirated copy that's all like scrambly on oh one half. Oh my god, it is that exact it bit. Is, it is. That's so funny. And you know, he lands on the uh, telephone wires with them. Yeah. 
And yeah, we, we go showtime. It's the big climax. It's the same tired act from the clowns, but this time, little Jumbo Jr. is much higher up. Much, much higher up. And he jumps, and Timothy Mouse is like, you know, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. And he loses the feather. Yeah. Like, literally, we've just had this feather, and he loses it. And just as we're about to get to one, I really like the plane sounds of... You know, and he he, he starts flying. Yeah. And it's really good. Um, one of the things I don't like is the lack of eyes on the clowns. Like, the animation for them is really bad. Yeah. And it makes them look more scary. But I do like the bits, you know, Dumbo's flying around. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he can fly. 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 And <laughs> Wait, we're not there yet. He shoots the peanuts like a little spitfire. Yes, which is cute and funny. It is. I think it's very lucky for Disney that this film came out in October, considering like a month and a bit later, Pearl Harbor happened. Oh, well, that's um, the so Time magazine. We're going to put Dumbo on the front cover because to talk about the like how legendary this film was. And they ended up not being able to because of that. Well, that, but that's what I mean, though, is, is if this film had come out or was scheduled to come out in January of 1942, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have. I think this this sequence have had to change and it would have cost too much money to change it. So I think Dumbo is one of those films that possibly is very lucky it came out when it did. We then get the the flying newspapers, which I really liked, but we hear like, you know, his ears are insured for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, what's gonna happen next? And suddenly we're at the end. And I Yep, that's the end of the movie. Knowing what you told me about how people wanted 10 minutes more, but it would have been too expensive, I was prepared for it. But it still just feels very rushed. You know, we just see that Mrs. Jumbo, you know, is is living it up in style. She has her own little carriage now and, you know, little Jumbo's flying and it's a huge deal. He's like major celebrity, but it is such an abrupt ending. Yeah. Like it feels very rushed. Yeah. And, you know, we got our final reprise, song number nine of, you know, Elephant Fly Reprise. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was little Jumbo Jr. Yes, indeed. All aboard Casey Jr. Oh, obviously, no roles for me in this one. I'll, I'll voice Timothy Mouse, I guess. But he's not even that nice. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be in this. But I do think Timothy Mouse is like my MVP. And do you know what I really hope? I hope they never make a stage show of this. Oh, God. And it's very rare that I say that. There's no way it could work, and there's no way it should work. No. Like, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. You know, it it, it can't, you can't sustain, like, the suspension of disbelief enough for this one, I think, on stage. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the element of flying, it's not like Dumbo's this huge character like Warhorse with Joey. I just don't think there's a way to do it. No, me either. Do you have a favourite character in this one? See, if you'd have asked me that before we watched it, I would have said Timothy Mouse. Yeah. But I realise he's really mean. He is really mean. I think it has to be. Like, the MVP is absolutely Little Jumbo Jr. Yeah, or his mum. Yeah. Like Mother both... of the year. Yeah. It... Yeah. This film is sad and depressing. It is very sad and depressing, isn't it? Do you have a best song? I guess Baby Mine. I... Or When I See an Elephant Fly, the ones that everybody remembers. I would say, yeah, When I See an Elephant Fly is a fun song and really, like, triumphant. Yeah. I 
do like the music of Pink Elephants. I do not. I, I'd say best song probably is, you know, the iconic one of When I See an Elephant Fly and Skip Song. There's quite a few of them. Uh, uh, any of them that aren't sung by a character. Yeah. Basically. I mean... Like, don't care for Look Out for Mrs. Stork. Casey Jr., I always end up singing to the tune of um, Bloody Mary. Yeah. Is the girl I love, which is from South Pacific. I always end up singing Casey Jr.'s coming down the track, which yeah. is Bloody Mary is the girl I love. <laughs> like... I, is that Mary? Is that her name? I'm going to find out. I, I think it's one of those ones that, you know, the songs probably aren't vital to this. They're just like accompaniments and they're so quick that I don't think this is a good musical. And I think that, that certainly impacted my enjoyment of it. I just think the plot is like too chaotic anyway. And I just don't think it's... Like, just as you start to get, like, something that you're interested in, we mm-hmm. skip by it and we move on. And, yeah, you know, it, it makes me... It does make me, actually, you telling me that the live action covers this film in about half an hour makes me want to see it, see what else happens next. Yeah. Because I feel like that's perhaps one of the boldest things that any of these live action Disney's have done is actually change the plot you know, Beauty and the Beast is just the same one with a few few additions. And The Lion King is basically the same thing. Jungle Book changed it quite well and I liked that. But, mm. you know, this isn't a good musical, I would say. I don't think the music is that important because the songs don't go long enough. Like if we put some of these songs on a playlist, they're lasting 30 seconds. Well, that's the thing. Because this is such a cheap film, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, like they, it, that's just the truth it was made very cheaply Mm. the music is definitely not important yes and you know it got an academy award maybe it didn't have much competition yeah uh over on twitter and instagram before we share our final thoughts on this seven percent of people said they had not seen it 25 percent of people said no avoid this circus 29% of people said it's okay, and 39% of people said, yes, it soars, that it's not a Disney dud. Tony at Theatre Flashback 1 said, ah, Dumbo, the scene with Mrs. Jumbo rocking her baby in her trunk moves me to tears every time. The song Baby Mine is Beautiful, sung by Betty Noyes, who didn't get credited at the time. She went on to dub Debbie Reynolds in Singing in the Rain. Mm -hmm. And then we have at Crime and Roses. I've heard it has some racism in the movie. And it does. It certainly but, does. You know, that I think is is very telling that this might be Dumbo's legacy. Well, it's interesting what they've kept around from this film because if, if you're thinking in terms of... I'm thinking in terms of theme parks. I'm yeah. a big theme park nerd. Any, like, not just Disney, but any theme parks. But I think it's very, very interesting that the only things that have survived in Disney are the Dumbo Flying Elephant ride because first of all that's a really cheap ride to run it has it's, a weight limit though doesn't it it does have a weight limit it's all run on hydraulics and air so you just press a button people go up they go around in a circle I used to work on rides <laughs> not at Disney but basically the same ride and the other thing that they kept in is Casey Jr 
and he was in the Main Street Electrical Parade, uh, driven by Goofy, which um, is interesting anyway. But and now that's not that parade isn't on anymore, so they don't even have him. Yeah. Or her, Case Junior. They don't have them. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Mostly because the Main Street Electrical Parade is like one of the best designed things ever. Maybe it's just aged out though as time's gone on. Well, it's also really expensive and terrible for the environment. There we but, go. You know. <laughs> uh, over on Instagram, 47% of people said yes, it soars. 27% they avoid this circus. And 27% said they have not seen this elephant fly. Joseph Smith said, never been a fan. I do believe I only watched it once when I was six or seven. Just wasn't for me. Like us, I think they were watched very minimally. Mm-hmm. And M. Hollick said, can't wait for this one. This was a popular one shown on video in our house growing up from when my brother and I were very young. Looking back, there are elements of it being a bit creepy and problematic due to the time period. And need I even mention Pink Elephants? Despite this, I think it's a cult classic and definitely underrated. Can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to really like this one. And this has to be like a very nostalgia driven show for you to enjoy it yeah i think if we were more attached to this one as children we'd enjoy this one more now there are some nice things to it but i wouldn't say it's great and i'd say it's been the biggest disappointment of like disney so far Mm -hmm. that we're recapping this i i gave dumbo two stars what would you give dumbo I think I would agree with two stars. That sounds about right to me. Because it's not without its merit. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's some really nice bits to it. And I think Dumbo is really well done in the fact that you get all these emotions from a mute character. That's very cool. And there are some nice songs. And, you know, Baby Mine is a really good sequence. I just don't think there's enough of it. But I think actually, looking at my ratings for the year... You know, since Tick, Tick, Boom, Dumbo is my lowest rated musical of the year. So far. I mean, 20 weeks in. What a shame. <laughs> I agree with you, though. It's not great. It's not great. And it'll be interesting. I think the next Disney we, we will cover will be Cinderella. I think we jump forward quite a bit. We do, yeah. So I feel like, you know, this is the end of that first kind of era of Disney before they... They move on. We're into the proper musicals, basically, after this. Which is exciting. Next week, what are we going to be talking about? Next week, we are talking about Friends, the musical parody. I'm so excited for this one. Me too. I'm really excited to go and see this. I have been following them on TikTok for a while, and this show looks great. Yeah. I, I, I think it looks fantastic. We booked our tickets to this quite a while ago, actually. Like, when lockdowns were still a thing, we booked our tickets. We are going to the new Victoria Theatre in Woking for this one. And I am incredibly excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Friends. I recently spent some time, once my arm had healed up a little bit, building the Friends Apartments Lego set. Yeah. Which are beautiful and I love them. And, you know, I do firmly hold the opinion that there is a uh, friend's quote for every occasion. So for me, this is going to be, I think, a really good show. 
I hope so that takes me you know through some moments I love it really just milks them and makes pokes fun at them in the right way mm-hmm. but who knows who knows and then we do have an exciting June ahead of us we've got a few nice shows on the horizon but we will be capping off the end of you know uh, June by seeing six in Hampton Court and we'll be talking about six very exciting uh, you know as well as uh, Cinderella and uh, a musical we've yet to decide in between Friends and and Cinderella but we are you know got some exciting stuff on the horizon as always you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at it's a musical pod let us know your thoughts uh, do we get Dumbo wrong have you seen Friends the musical parody and are you excited to hear us cover it are you a fan of Friends full stop and you know, just excited to hear how this show works. You know, get involved in the conversation. You can subscribe to us and listen to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. We are available over on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify. We are available on Google Podcasts. On the Amazon Music app under the podcast section of the library. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. You can find us on Good Pods and our OG hosts, Podbean. Each of those platforms will let you leave us a review should you feel so inclined or you can head over to podchaser.com and let us know your thoughts. And if you like what we do, why not support us by heading over to buymeacoffee.com and giving us a little little bit of coffee money to help fuel this show. That or our crippling addiction to Pokemon cards. As always, we will see you same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical Monday.